Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh, not much. I'm just sitting here drinking a Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. Uh, thought it was a variety pack. Turns out it's 12 of all of the same kind. Uh, strawberry guava. It's delicious. I was going to say, it sounds good, though. <laughs> not, a, yeah, not a bad one. It's, it's kind of hit or miss. I've, I've had some where I'm like, oh, that's why this is on sale. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, good news, bad news here in Chicago. Uh, this, you know, as, as London's literally burning uh, to the ground due to climate change. Um, yesterday, Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, announced that uh, NASCAR is coming to Chicago next year. <laughs> Uh, and not out in the suburbs on a track somewhere, but in the streets of downtown's Grant Park. Wait, like in the park, they're going to put a track? Like what? I mean, the streets are so fucking wide, they can do stock car racing there. And we've had this huge problem with, with fucking teenagers doing drag racing and drifting on downtown streets, you know, where they just fucking spin around a circle and then till somebody like flies out of the car or gets hit by the car or whatever. And everyone, you know, a hundred fucking dumbass kids are just sitting there filming it. Because these stupid Fast and Furious movies glorify this fucking idiot driving bullshit. I mean, even the drag racing is probably less dangerous than fucking drifting. Um, oh yeah, drifting. And so the city, the city, yeah. in the same week, the city passes an ordinance allowing the police to to seize the cars of people after the fact if they you know can get the plates of these vehicles. At the same time, they want to bring stock car racing to this exact same fucking downtown streets via NASCAR. <laughs> And they're going to do it. And, in, and I guarantee it's going to lose money, too, because the people that would go to a NASCAR th- thing, a NASCAR jamboree, fucking <laughs> white trash jerk off session, Confederate flag, motherfucking Bible. Th- you know, the people that would want to go see that shit Wisconsin are, people. are terrified Wisconsin. of Chicago. They're the people that every time there's gun violence, you know, a school shooting, they're like, what about Southside Chicago? You know, they're the people who will never step foot in the city. They're, and the people that yeah. live downtown, they don't want to fucking go watch a loud-ass fucking car, you know, you know, for three hours every day. Like, it's, it's just, it's 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 going to lose money because no one's going to go to it, I guarantee. And this is the kind of shit that they always do. Like, oh, we got to increase revenue. We got to find new sources of revenue for downtown. Like, you think the people that come here, that flock here from Europe every summer, want a bunch of loud-ass fucking race cars downtown? Yeah, no, it's, they... It's, yeah, it, it's stupidest fucking thing. Yeah, it, it's going to be a bunch of people from from across the fucking border in Wisconsin that are going to come over, a bunch of cheddar heads. From, yeah, <laughs> from Wisconsin yeah. who who are not going to participate in any sort of Chicago culture or like you know any any sort of anything that would actually do something to enrich the city. You know, it, it's it's just, right. Yeah, they're they're going to drive here, clog up the streets, looking for a place to fucking park, and then leave the minute the race is over because they're terrified that they interact with right they're terrified of black and brown people and they won't stay here after the sun goes down so they're not going to stay and spend money at any of the restaurants or anywhere they're just going to come watch the fucking cars then go back to eat at fucking chuck e cheese in the suburbs is what they're going to fucking do it's going to waste a shitload of money emit a shitload of carbon it's going to be a huge center of noise pollution and they're going to block off three of the few places that you can get from downtown to the lakefront over lakeshore drive you got to either go, you know, wait for one of like the three deadly crosswalks or go under like the tunnels that go under Lakeshore Drive. And they're going to close down three of those. So, I mean, look, <laughs> let's let's be fair. Them. I'm not going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I'll probably go to Cracker Barrel on the highway on the way back to Wisconsin. Like, It's just whatever the first thing that popped it's, into it's, my it's head. It's much classier. You know. It's much classier yeah. establishment. <laughs> they got rocking chairs out front. I mean, yeah. come on. 
I uh, I worked at a restaurant a long time ago, long, long time ago. I worked in, the, in, a, in a restaurant and we had this like total right wing, huge, just like huge guy. Like, and I don't mean, you know, weightlifter huge. I mean, like ate too much huge. Right. But like total right winger and just like, you know, talk, always talked about his gun collection. And like if there was anybody that I ever thought, like if he got fired, would come back and shoot everybody. It was him. <laughs> And he mentioned one day his mom's, it was his, it was Mother's Day, I think. And he was like, I was like, hey, so uh, were you taking your mom for Mother's Day? And he's like, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> he, he wasn't joking. He wasn't joking. It was just like, yep, there you go. Fucking catnip for those people. Jesus Christ. So, but we do have some um, good news here in Chicago. Headline. <laughs> this is out of a, a block club, Chicago. Headline, cops in crisis. After three police officers die by suicide in one month, their colleagues say they're at a breaking point. <laughs> so, the, everyone knows the one thing that kills more cops than COVID is suicide. So, Get a real fucking job, you losers. Like, really, you can't handle the, the job where you get a gun and are allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do? Yeah, that's that's too stressful for you? You don't even have to do anything with the gun. You could just sit there and fucking stand there with the, your dick in your hand. Like, we've seen, you know, in Uvalde. <laughs> it's it's clearly not grounds for termination, so. No, no. Well, I mean, like, what, one one guy got suspended? Right, one pass. With pay? With <laughs> pay? Pending investigation? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's in, in this, uh, to, the mayor, as much as I hate her, actually was like, yeah, if, if you're too stressed out doing this job where the city had to pay out $150 million in settlements because you're too fucking violent, then time to look for a new job. <laughs> I was like, all right, finally, finally, Lori's living up to like the reputation the police have of her is not supporting them, even though we all know that she loves to give them more money. She does, but she's just generally a hateful person with everybody that she interacts with, so she can't help but when she's challenged mildly, slash, <laughs> yeah. you know. Was that thing she said it's, about like her dick is bigger than Christopher Columbus's or whatever the fuck? She no, said. she said her big her dick was bigger than every Italian in the city of Chicago. Oh, really? <laughs> what a fucking but but it's it's like she's on acid every day where it's a wild card. You never know what she's gonna fucking right. say because then she turned around and said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna put the Columbus statue back." Of course uh-huh, we will. Uh-huh. It's just like wh- what. Those fucking Italians that you're trying to impress right now are never going to vote for you. I mean, even before the dick comment, they just they I mean, <laughs> the, the the guys that like the Columbus statue are not going to vote for the black lady mayor who is a lesbian. All right. It's just not happening. So, imagine yeah, my, imagine my like is, just after my, all the struggle, like after, if they're just like, yeah, we're going to put the Berlin Wall back up after we got it. Down. Like it's just, you know, like after all the fucking shit you went through to get it down, whether you wanted to get it down or not, like, really, that's your solution is to put the fucking statue back up like that's really like do, do you remember the out and out war we had like for the 45 minutes <laughs> fucking right where the, where the police got fucking sent to the hot like 18 cops got sent to the hospital and hundreds of people who were fighting with them got their teeth busted out and fucking fractured limbs and hey, <laughs> like look i love a good sequel as much as anybody so i mean i'm sure oh, they're, they're, they're i would love it <laughs> i would love it if next by next summer right before nascar comes to downtown chicago Lori put the columbus statue go back up and the whole city just went fucking ape shit and burned down the entire loop yeah hey bring I'll it on and find out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the definition of that um yeah so we were we, we i mentioned the uvalde uh fiasco <clears throat> with the school shooting there and i guess we had some updates on uh what was happening uh there in terms of you know like the, there was a lot of video released this week you know against the uvalde pd's wishes of 
like what was actually happening. Um, I, did you see today the one they they released the video of the guy whose wife was was it was one of the teachers who was shot and like the the, the one that they wouldn't let in. They they made it no, sound a I lot different. Okay, but it, th- but that was the one that was like the initial story that came out, and it turned out to be true. Um, but also like they it they made it out to be like he was restrained a lot more like i don't know what that i would have been like fuck you motherfuckers i'm going like this guy was not uh, you know i don't whatever it it's just nothing that they said was fucking true like everything they they said was a lie and we've we've it's been proven time and time again and even beyond that you know i think we can somewhat rule out the idea that oh maybe they uh shot a kid when they went in there because it turns out they they just were too scared to go anywhere near the door for over an hour. I mean, that's, that's, you know, definitively proven at this point that they sit around with their dicks in their hand, staring at the door. You know, at one point, one of them approached it and then fled back. Like he was, you know, fleeing from an attacking herd of. Oh yeah. I saw that one. It looked like there was two guys that just went like rushing down the hall and you hear, and then they just turn around and come running back the other way. Flailing with their arms in the, I've never seen such a fucking hapless. (laughs) Like it was like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, don't, don't you have like, you all have fucking AR 15s in your cars and your your giant fucking cup and fucking ballistic shields and, and grenade smoke grenade. Like you could fight the, Yeah fucking biggest waste of fucking money and resources imaginable just fucking local the biggest farm. fucking pussies right yeah. and then they say oh we just need more training a little more training and then we'll be brave enough a little more if we just had a you know a, a tank that was a little bit bigger than too scary you know. for us we need some yeah we need more fucking munition yeah. so this, yeah. this was from uh, kyle griffin uh headline was uh, that uh there were 400 officers 400 officers at that elementary school before anyone went in. And we, st- we, we know that like the, none of the police actually entered the room. It was, they waited for the fucking border patrol to drive two hours to get there or not two hours, but like t- from the next County over wherever the fuck they were from uh, nowhere near the actual border, apparently. Right. But yeah. So, and, and they only went in after they disobeyed a direct order not to go in. So yeah, just like what, like their their own chain of even you know even if they weren't cowards, their own fucking stupid chain of command where nobody knows who's in charge, but they'll still you know defer to whoever claims to be in charge. It's it's just ridiculous. Well, like you're right. <laughs> it was just, it was a it was a mix of incompetence and cowardice. It was like just this, like this like perfect it, and, fucking. And blend. there was we talked about the guy who owned the funeral parlor across the street who tried to be the good guy with the gun, grabbed his gun, <laughs> right. and tried to go in there. To, to you know, live out the fantasy that every Texan with a gun has that like I'm gonna be the good guy with a gun, and the cops wouldn't let him. They're like, no, no, we have to wait an hour and a half. Sorry. Right, right, and I'm sure they, if he really pressed, they would have fucking handcuffed him or shot him, for, rather than just like, hey, you're on your own, do what you want to do. You know, it, yeah, it, it's fucking preposterous. These bunch of fucking pussies. I mean, and there's so many, you know, just really just infuriating fucking stills that came out of, of the security footage. The one cop like literally dicking around on his fucking phone with the Punisher fucking skull with the American, fl- you know, with the American flag. Yeah, I think we mentioned that last week. Cause I think that had already come out by last week. I, I think, um, I and there was well, a hand sanitizer guy. Too, well, we forgot just... to, I think we had mentioned it right after we went off there. We were like, oh, we forgot oh, to we? talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, so, okay. yeah, this guy has a fucking Punisher logo on it, on the home screen of his phone as he's dicking around on there. Standing there for an hour, because like, yes, that's the, Frank Castle would surely sit there, watch it, and let his 
a fucking family and a bunch of you know literally middle a character elementary school age children the, the origin of the character was was a vigilante who thought the cops didn't do their job who takes the law into his own hands who is the idol of actual police who won't do their fucking job <laughs> right it's like hey we're in the story like yeah just, motherfucker just fucking, not in the way you think you are a mobius strip of fucking <laughs> pussy ass cowards who think they're the fucking hero right so yeah just fucking infuriating absolutely infuriating um and and when they get their money when they get more money what do they spend it on do they spend it on you know tough guy training <laughs> or or working on you know having more courage you know seeing a shrink trying to trying to do good go into community no they spend it on pr they spend it on propaganda um this is a headline from jacobin today actually police departments spend vast sums of money Creating propaganda, uh, and this is by a guy named Alec uh, Karakstanis, probably Greek. Sure. Uh, so just the first couple paragraphs here. In May of this year, I testified at a hearing in San Francisco where city leaders questioned the police department's funding and use of public relations professionals. That funding was heavier than you might expect. According to police department documents provided by the County Board of Supervisors, budget items included a nine-person full-time team managed by a director of strategic communications who just that person alone cost the city $289,000 a year oh. uh, and an undisclosed number of cops paid part-time to do PR work on social media, a community engagement unit tracking public opinion officers who intervene with family members of victims of violence in order to dispatch the scenes of police violence to control initial media reaction and a full-time videographer making PR videos about the police department. This, this is just one city. <laughs> San Francisco is not unique. Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department uh, has 42 employees doing PR work in what it calls in Orwellian fashion its Information Bureau. Oh. And the city of Los Angeles uh, Police Department has another 25 employees devoted to formal PR work. Imagine, so that's yeah. 40, 42, 20, so like almost 70 people working in L.A. County just to do PR for the police there. Right. Cause you're just so fucking incompetent and, and, and insidious and evil and, and just ridiculously bad at your jobs that you literally need a full fucking fleet of people to do PR and interference for you because you just can't do your fucking job. It's on. That's, it, that's more people than, than work at most private PR firms. <laughs> right. No, you they probably had to fucking pull from multiple PR firms just to staff that. I mean, that's, that's unreal, but that's yeah. the fucking so, cops. So, and, and and the people, you know, every time you look at like a, you know, a news headline, right? And you go down to the comments and there's some, uh, you know, first name, you know, barcode, bunch of numbers, last name, uh, just saying the most racist fucking shit. That's probably a cop who's getting paid to say that shit. Oh, yeah. They're just in their free time, you know, giving their own opinions on stuff while they're being paid by taxpayers, probably being paid overtime, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, fucking policing, municipal policing is the biggest fucking overtime scam uh, in, in in all of the country. I mean, that's, you know, the, you hear like the, the, those like shitty right wing talking points that you always hear about, you know, like the anti-union shit you hear out of like. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, but unions, you know, they pay guys to sit around and do not. No, that's the fucking cops. That's the police union. That's not your fucking, you know, uh, that's not your fucking local IBEW union. That's like your fucking police union that pays guys to sit around and do dick all and collect overtime 
at the taxpayer's expense. That's who's that's who the fucking that's the union you're thinking of, which is not a real fucking union. Yeah. So, I mean, and, I have seen a lot of road workers where like, you know, one guy's doing something. There's 10 guys standing there watching. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there's I, I, only for a moment that that is happening repeatedly that but, I always but, see. But again, you know, and and at the end of the day, like, I think all work is like you should be paid a rate that's fair, that's actually fair and livable. And you shouldn't be like, you know, expect micromanaged and or expected to do work, you know, to, like I, where I work now, I don't get, I'm not micromanaged, which is fucking awesome. Cause it's a big change for me, but, um, they're just like, Hey, you know, work on what you're working on and get it done. And if, whenever you get it done, it's not, you know, like, it's not a matter of like, I need to see you working. And if you're not working, go pick up a, but like, that's such a fucking sick, like boomer fucking mentality that they, that they've kind of tried to instill in, in, you know, workers. It's, oh yeah. It's, yeah. ugh, it's fucking gross, but yeah, but I, and you see a lot of that. But so I, so whenever I see guys like dicking around in the job, so I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, they're gonna get it done. Like I'm sure it's fine, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sure there's some of that. But again, it's like the 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 net benefit outweighs the negatives in terms of unionization and you know overall salary, uh, you know upward mobility and things well, like I mean, that. They always complain that they're overworked and they can't keep up with all the 911 calls and they're stressed and they can't do their jobs. And it's like literally every time I see a cop car that's not in motion, it's somebody just, they're just sitting there with the engine running, looking at their phone. That's all. Uh, yeah. So, 100%. Like, it, like what, what the fuck? Like you have so much fucking downtime. It's just, they're, they're just crybabies. It's a bunch of white guys who are the most have the, you know, not even in the top 10 most dangerous jobs, being a fucking roofer, being a a, a bus driver. Pizza delivery is like the most dangerous job in America. Being a, being a line cook is more dangerous than being a fucking cop in this country. Right. Um, yeah. No, it's just it's it's the person who's always had things the best complaining that they're the victim. That's what it right. is. <laughs> One good thing that fucking dipshit moron Eric Adams, mayor of New York City did was he 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 created like a like a snitch line basically where people could like send photos of cops dicking around on their phone so now cops get super fucking mad <laughs> when you take pictures but this is like there's a lot of really funny videos of this happening in in new york lately uh where, where they get just like furious and like you know do the the like we're gonna threaten to arrest you thing when people are like surveilling them quote unquote mm-hmm. it's just so fucking funny to see how fucking fragile they are oh, like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. I, I, I personally would never do that just because i know like my luck with well, i, I wouldn't do it right because been... it's not worth it because i know they're fucking psychopaths yeah. and they'll they'll ruin your life if they yeah. want to i mean when, when i like, like you know we talked about when this when this happened i was when that grant park riot went down i, I hate calling it a riot because really it was just it was a fucking street battle right between between pe- people it was i was a fair want... fight probably i mean all things oh, yeah. considered they yeah. were i mean we showed up with hundreds of cans of Lacroix, and <laughs> they showed up with none so we won for about 45 minutes we took that ground and held it they and... could have bought all the Lacroix they wanted you know you guys just prepared better yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, the j- just to, to to be the because cause I had my old iPhone that like you know the battery was dying on it, so I only got to to shoot like a, a few short clips. And the fact that I got that police supervisor getting hit head with the, the fucking can of Lacroix, and he fucking goes down, it, it like because there's so much shit going on. Someone could have easily like walked in front of me, and like I didn't even have him right in the frame, but like that perfect moment where that can comes down, hits him in the head, just like bonk, and he just drops to the ground. 
oh, the, the odds that I, you know, out of 45 minutes, I only shot maybe like a minute or two of video and I got that moment. Perfect. Awesome. But it, yeah, I mean, so, it, it, it's when I was there filming also, I was suddenly attacked by three officers who attacked me purely right. because I was filming. Right. No other reason. Right. Uh, and and even when I was backing away, they still grabbed me and all three of them, like their eyes were blood red from getting, you know, from from fucking macing themselves from, i was gonna say yeah from their own mace and tear gas probably because yeah. they're fucking idiots yeah and throw it into the wind well it's just you know when you, when everything goes crazy you start spraying it in every direction and you're gonna hit other cops with it that's <laughs> right. just that's that's just what happened right um and they were furious they were furious that they were getting beaten and they were being filmed getting beaten and you know they all had little like they were all shorter than me that's the thing <laughs> I'm not that tall. They were, right, I was gonna say you're not like shorter the tallest, than me. So that's that's funny. And they just rushed at me from th- like three different directions. As soon as one yelled at me, two others turned. And they, as soon as they saw that one was yelling at me, they were like, "Oh, this guy. He, you know, he's standing by himself. He's not, you know, part of this line of you know wall of people we're trying to fight past. <laughs> so he's him. someone we can we can actually hurt and attack. Right. And you know, slamming to the ground. And I thought they were gonna grab my bike and steal it, like they stole eighty other people's bikes. But I was able to get away apparently. So. <laughs> Well, unlike but yeah, you, I just, they didn't. Have, unlike them, you didn't have HGH coursing through your veins, so you are lucky to <laughs> right. have gotten away. With I didn't have Napoleonic rage of of losing a battle and you know about to be right <laughs> hauled off to the hospital. They had to open up a fire hydrant for the fucking cops to wash their eyes out. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I have photos uh, of it. that's so fucking funny because they get so mad when people open fire hydrants in, in like the city. So it's just like yeah, for yeah, them to well, do it, it's really they funny. had they had like a dozen ambulances there and that wasn't enough i, I love that of, of course like the ambulances were not there for us they were only there for the cops but yeah it just right ah, so what a day what a fucking day <laughs> well maybe get to do it again so but uh, let's hope so fingers crossed all right so we we're talking about waste of money and we should talk about the biggest waste of money and biggest scam in this country which is the military budget and uh you know it, it's it's our, the amount of money we spend in the military and defense, quote unquote, is fucking obscene. It's an absolute national tragedy. Tra- mm. tra- it goes travesty. up every year. Yep. Um, it, it really is like should be the, the shame of this fucking country and the, the shame of our legacy as a country. Um, I certainly see it that way. You know, you would never convince anybody in the media that that's the case. Um, and, you know, we talked about how absurd it was that Obama actually increased, you know, Bush's military spending. Um, and then, you know, Trump did the same, it, like, it just has always gone up. And we were talking about how obscene it was when we first started this podcast that we had reached three quarters of a trillion dollars, uh, $750 billion a year on defense. Um, now in a time where we've so- kind of sort of pulled out of Afghanistan, um, and are not at war with any other country, if you don't count our fucking insane proxy war with Russia, where we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars um we've actually increased our defense budget significantly again the the fucking defense budget uh this year 840 billion dollars so we're fucking a smidge away from a trillion dollars a year on fucking defense and so 840 billion and when you, you looked at the votes on this it was this is just in the house uh 800 or 180 democrats voted for it 149 republicans voted for it so that's more Democrats than Republicans voting for it. And nays were Democrats, 39 Republicans, 62. <laughs> right. So 
you know, not double, but like 40% more Republicans voted against spending more for the military than Democrats did. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just no excuse for that. Anyone who uh, voted for this obscene fucking budget um, has no business in politics whatsoever. But then again, that's why they're in politics, because they're scumbags, soulless scumbags. this huge increase in, in military spending... There's a headline from ABC on July 19. That's yesterday. Uh, ABC News Army likely won't meet recruiting goals this year. <laughs> and then they tell us it's because uh, they they gave out too many stim- COVID stimulus checks. So, you know, they don't want to cancel student debt because if we do that, then kids won't be poor enough to have to join the army. I was going to say, we're going to force people to go kill other brown people if we don't make sure that they have yeah. no other options. Like, Wall Street Journal just had an op-ed outright saying that, saying that keeping the unemployment rate high is important to make sure that we have you know military readiness, that we have to keep people poor and out of work, otherwise they won't go fight wars. Imagine just saying that out loud and not like, blowing your fucking brains out in shame that you that that, that this is what your fucking career yeah. has come to that, that whoever that's fucking wrote it probably got invited on msnbc to talk about it right right no and, and and everyone's like oh yeah of course that's the rational opinion and we're the crazy people for thinking that that's fucking psychotic and barbaric um but i mean the, the, these people in the fucking military are just i i cannot stress enough what psychos they are and i, I think we kind of lose sight of that because we don't talk about it all that often but you would you would send me this clip today um of this general who i believe is in command of southcom which you know ostensibly is the southern command which is supposed to be south america well well so somebody else's continent well so here's the here's the funny thing so like south command is a joint then this is the way it's it's actually defined on their website South Command is a joint command comprised of more than uh, 1,200 military and civilian personnel representing the Army, Navy, uh, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and several other federal agencies. And it's based in Florida, so it's supposed to be the U.S. Southern Command. So it's supposed to... Right. It's based out of Miami, by the way. (laughs) Of course. Of course it is. So it's supposed to be, you know, patrolling and protecting the Southern United States. But then when you actually look into their website and their about section, what countries are under Southcom? Southcom's area of responsibility includes uh, the landmass of Latin America, south of Mexico, the waters adjacent to Central and South America, and the Caribbean Sea. So their area of responsibility are a bunch of countries that aren't fucking the United States, right? Like, could you? I mean, this is is just just like Africom. This is just like the same thing. Exact same thing. Could you imagine if Russia and China had a North America com? Yeah. Right. It, well, right. Is, we would lose our fucking minds if they did that. Right. I mean, of course, they watch everything we do, just like we watch everything they do. But it, this this clip really tells you what the real agenda is in Latin America. Yeah. So this is this is her speaking at a defense, you know, jerk yeah, off this, session. This General Laura J. Richardson. Yep. This region is so rich in resources. It's off the charts rich. And they have a lot uh, to be proud of. And our competitors and adversaries also know how rich in the resources that this region is. 60% of the world's lithium is in the region. You have heavy crude. You have light, sweet crude. You have rare earth elements. You have the Amazon, which is called the lungs of the world. You have the 31% of the world's fresh water here in this region. 
Uh, and there are adversaries that are taking advantage of this region every single day, right in our neighborhood. And I just look at what happens in this our region in terms of security, uh, impacts our security, our national security uh, in the homeland and in the United States. I mean, that, that, that's a supervillain. Like, that, imagine fucking saying that shit out loud. I, and by, I don't know about you, but I'm I, I'm definitely more of a light, sweet, crude fan myself. Oh, you know, just, heavy just crude's the, a little too heavy, know, a little too little tough. little uh, notes of like rose tipped rose petals in the in the crude. Yeah, light and sweet. I love how she throws the little compliment in there, like, oh, you know, the people have much to be proud of. Um, you know, the, the natural resources they're they're sitting on top of before we go in and take them. <laughs> Our adversaries are taking advantage of this region every day, which is why we need to go take advantage of this region, listen, which is right listen, in our neighborhood. Listen, getting, thousands of miles away from the United control States of those lithium mines in Venezuela is part of our national security. OK, <laughs> if we don't get it, the terrorists will win. Right. Right. No, of course. But, you know, we saw how well that worked out for the fucking gusanos in, in Bolivia. That's uh, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, you get social media now. So, like, these coups don't work anymore because right. people fucking see right through it. Right. So, right. I, you know, I don't know what their their next play is going to be. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll, spend they'll keep doing it and they'll succeed at a trillion. Occasionally, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's well, unfortunate. I mean, they got Bolivia because... and that lasted like a year. Right. <laughs> right. So, like, how much how much lithium did you get in that time? You know, this is I mean, this is the last throws of a dying empire anyway i mean we you know and, and like in a, you know we, we talked about this a lot when we reviewed don't look up but i mean it's just you know at this point it's just they're they're you know we're, we're barreling towards the end towards like a really bloody awful conclusion and they're going to cling to to the their ways as much as they can but there's really nothing they can ultimately do to stop where we're heading but they're gonna just this is all they know like what are they what are all these fucking cia spooks gonna do they're gonna go work at fucking you know uh, like olive garden as a greeter like they're not they do if they have no other fucking skills other than making other people we'll keep giving them money to write op-eds in the fucking new york times and the washington post that's 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 where the war is right that's the equivalent of those who can't do teach for like cia spooks like (laughs) those who can't coup you know propagandize or whatever they'll they'll just they'll keep giving max boot more money so you you mentioned um don't look up and we have uh another clip that is that it's it's two different audio clips in one the first is actually from don't look up and the second is from the actual news and see if you notice any similarities. Right. And we should actually preface this by saying, you know, there's a lot of talk of climate change right now because Biden is pretending like he's actually going to do something about climate change. And if not for that dastardly Joe Manchin, it won't let him do anything. You know, so Joe Manchin wouldn't let the 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 Biden administration's fucking completely useless, not even a tenth of a measure climate bill through. So now he's doing even less than the less than useless climate bill uh, in terms of executive, big sweeping executive orders on climate change, which effectively do almost nothing. Um, but yeah, so this is a clip of, of, of somebody discussing uh, climate change on, on a new show juxtaposed with don't look up and we'll, we'll talk about it. Sorry, are, we, uh, are we not being clear? We're trying to tell you that the entire planet is about to be destroyed. Okay. Um, well, it's, um, you know, just something we do around here. You know, we just keep the bad news light. Oh, you see, John, you're outside enjoying yeah. the sunshine. It's not too hot, is it? 
No, it's it's absolutely lovely. It's what twenty degrees out here. It's perfect. But um, on a serious note, folks, um, by early next week, you can scratch twenty degrees. It could well be forty degrees. I think there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of excess deaths early next week. Oh. The charts that I can see in front of me are frightening. So we all like nice weather, but this will not be nice weather. This will be potentially lethal weather for a couple of days. It'll be brief, but it'll be brutal. Oh, so, John, you know, we can... We, oh, oh, yeah. so, this is, so, John, I want us to be happy about the weather. And every single... I don't know whether something's happened to meteorologists to make you all a little bit fatalistic and, and <laughs> harbingers of doom. Oh because all of the broadcasts, particularly on, on the BBC, every time I've turned on anyone's talking about the weather, they're saying that there's going to be tons of fatalities but haven't we always had hot weather john i mean wasn't the 76 the summer of 76 that was as hot as this wasn't it uh no uh and you know we are seeing more and more records more and more frequently and more and more severely uh so yeah some people always hop back to the summer of 76 which was a freak event 40 odd years ago over 40 years ago uh, but heat waves are becoming more extreme. This is yet another one which is coming down the track towards us. And, you know, I don't think we should be too... So, I guess it cuts off there, but... Yeah. Um, oh, my God, I can't believe that's... Re- hey, is, it, is that something? All you meteorologists so fatalistic. Oh, gee, I wonder what fucking would make people who study the weather and climate fatalistic. I really fucking wonder, you fucking airhead bimbo like what i mean fuck? not what? that i don't love it when terrible things happen to british people but <laughs> right but but unfortunately I mean, we're, we're sharing their misery right yeah. by the way 40 degrees i looked up as 104 fahrenheit 40 degrees celsius numbers do not do justice to how fucking actually hot they don't sound as hot as it as it actually should i'm sure to them it's like oh yeah that but the, to the rest we're like what the fuck like that's not yeah, right. 104 degrees is what 40 degrees Celsius. Four, yeah, 40 seems a little chilly to me, uh, <laughs> honestly, but it's... Uh... I can't believe that's... I, people... But again, this is... And this is why, you know, we... we and we reviewed Don't Look Up, and I, I quite enjoyed it, and I, we, we, you know, we talked about it pretty favorably, but, I mean, it was almost too on the nose, because this is g- really... How oh, yeah. fucking vapid. People fucking hated it because it was it was so accurate. It was so accurate to the fucking Democrat Party and the Republican Party that people were like, "This is this isn't this isn't even satire." Like, it's, you're right, it's not satire, right? Because we're beyond satire. I mean, a society where a fucking moron, fucking airhead like that news reporter who was talking to that meteorologist is is a is a voice who delivers news and information to people is fucking fundamentally broken and beyond satire there's nothing well, that's we bbc can do. that's that's state-run media right there bbc right right, right. It, it's just jesus Christ, i can't believe that's real that's so infuriating. i by the way I, for people that i didn't watch that clip purposely until we recorded this because i wanted a genuine reaction but i genuinely did not think it would be as as comical and as satirical as that but actually be fucking real like that's Jesus Christ. Um, the other thing I, I think is hilarious about the, the some elements of British accent is like that warbly shit that she does there. <laughs> like she like voice goes way up on way down again for, for no reason. It's like, what, what kind of delivery is that? Like you're supposed to news is supposed to be boring. You're supposed to have a flat delivery on everything. It's supposed to be fucking Dan rather. Although not fucking 
centrist pill the way he is. Oh God! Um, but you you also had a you, you know while we're on the subject of climate change, this this fucking very cheery subject. Uh, you had a you had an interesting tweet that we we came across earlier um uh, of another moron and a climate related somewhat climate related i mean certainly you know climate change oh, yeah. related well he, he's uh, applying to- his ignorance to climate change trying right. to pretend that you know the, the the planet burning up is just the latest liberal fad to be worried about like they're even doing anything about it they all think the paris climate accord is like the thing that's going to save us and they none of them even know what the fuck it is I, I, like if you ask, you know, just just poll any fucking liberal person, any Democrat and ask him, hey, what does the pl- Paris Climate Accord actually do? They couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you. And, and if they did, they would, you know, lie. Nor could I, because up, it doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but they, they think they the Paris that, Climate but. Accord is a means of it's a it's like a globally agreed upon rate of reducing c- carbon emissions. And it doesn't do that. It doesn't even cap emissions. It is only the agreed upon rate at which carbon emissions can increase. Yep. Just let it sink in. It's the agreed upon rate that carbon emissions can increase. We agree that it's we tied, to, it's tied to GDP. It's tied to GDP. So oh. every country is who's, you know, like every country wants to have the biggest GDP possible. Even when they try their ass off, it's like still like 3% growth at best, usually. You're, even if you get above that, it's going to collapse quickly after. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's just like, oh, hey, everyone gets to increase carbon emissions by 3% annually. Oh, right. No. It's it's it's. It's insane. It's utterly it, insane. So on, on the on that note of insanity, uh, Matt Walsh, friend of the show, although he doesn't know it, <laughs> had another tweet. <clears throat> There's so many Walshes that are just like the like the, the worst right wing fuckers. It's hard to keep, keep track of them. But this is the Walsh who said that, uh, you know, the, the, the trans agenda was, you know, taking hold of our children and that uh, any parent or any doctor. Uh, who has a, a teenager who has any kind of transition um, therapy or surgery should be put in jail. Yeah, that's right. A psychopath. And then went crazy about a book called C is for Consent because uh, t- teaching children that, that they should have autonomy over their bodies is destroying Western culture, apparently. <laughs> this, is, this is that Matt Walsh. So he tweeted out, in all his wisdom remember when they spent years telling us to panic over the whole ozone layer and then suddenly just stopped talking about it and nobody ever mentioned the ozone layer again yeah so there's a reason for that because <laughs> we took all the fucking cfcs out of everything yeah like that's why Be- because that's fucking george because because george bush senior called up all the other leaders of the country and said hey here's this one chemical we, all we got to do is get rid of this one chemical that we don't need to use that we can find other chemical substitutes for it's not like gasoline where it's fucking everywhere and we run everything on it this is just one little thing in hairspray that we can easily solve and they're all like okay sure <laughs> right because you know? it's like well you know right it, and it, it, and it's not as though there's not still a hole in the ozone it's just not nearly as bad as it used to be it was like no, a it's, thing he- that it's was... actually healing because we actually took steps to fucking right. and there's still other chemicals it. that contribute to it but none of them like cfcs did uh i don't even know what cfc stands for i just know that that's the it's, chemical it's something was... fluorocarbon Car- yeah. Who yeah. Knows? but um yeah i i was so i meant to mention this before we were talking about uh cops being stressed out but i've been watching this du- uh chlorophyll part, carbon. sorry uh i was watching this four-part documentary series on netflix the last couple nights 
uh, made by Michael Pollan. It was the the food ink guy who uh, mm-hmm. said that we should, you know, uh, slaughter less chickens and you know think about their feelings, but still kill them. Um, he, that documentary. Anyway, so he's like what 65, 68 years old now, and decided like, hey, I'm going to start taking hallucinogenics and see like what therapeutic value they have, um, and make a Netflix documentary about it. And of course, they, they, so they did one on LSD. They did one on mushrooms, uh, psilocybin, philo, philo, whatever the fuck it is. Psilocybin, yep. They did one on MDMA, and they did one on peyote, mescaline. And it was a pretty good series, and they had a bunch of people who were like, you know, uh, psychotherapists have been trying to legalize some of this stuff for medicinal use for like 40 fucking years. Uh, Because, of course, as soon as people found out that like, uh, you know, MDMA made you feel happy and not want to go fight Vietnam fucking nixon bandit right right um actually no i think it, it was uh reagan who banned mdma because they didn't know what it was till like 1980 now nixon got a bunch of the the precursors but yeah i think he, he got right. the mdma right right and all these all these things were like peyote has been known for thousands of years right right and you know lsd was like made by accident right and immediately the military wanted to use it in the 50s so they started testing people people with that uh, but MDMA actually was invented in like 1902 and it was, it was something that like a pharmaceutical company came up with patented and had no, no idea what to do with it. So we just sat on a shelf till like the early seventies and somebody was like, Hey, what's, what's this thing doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Turns out it makes you really happy. Um, but it, they had a bunch of interviews with people who, who took MDMA to deal with PTSD and they had like some former soldiers take it and interview them. And they had this, um, a uh, police sergeant take it and he was did better. He was like, felt better about some stuff in his life. And I was like, you know what? We should definitely legalize MDMA for, well, for everybody, but especially for dealing with, with therapy and PTSD for everyone, except for cops and troops. <laughs> right. You fuckers. For like you the, need the to, people who deserve you need it to the least. with the consequences of your fucking actions, not get to take drugs to make you feel happy about it. Right. That make the fucking, but I, I noticed the, the, the was, dead Vietnamese baby that you see in your nightmares yeah. every night go away. You don't you don't need that, but whatever. But but I noticed they were very careful, and I was looking for this to see how they would talk about it because they you know because they talked about the, the rest of them in detail, but they were very reluctant to spell out what MDMA stands for, right? Um, and even when they talked about like this the the scare hysteria that some groups were using showing that like taking MDMA would put holes in your brain. And they had like this cat scan where they showed the holes. Right. And they said that the study was actually, was actually fabricated and they were taking just regular methamphetamine. (laughs) Right. Well, as anyone knows, MDMA stands for methyl hydromethamphetamine. So it's still a methamphetamine. It's just not the one that they were saying was like killing your brain. Well, it's methyl methyl dioxy methyl methyl. What did I say? Methyl 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 hydro. hydro. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not a fucking science major. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know. I just know from my time in pharmacy. Yeah, but yeah. So it's me- it's methyl, uh, methylene dioxymethylphenamine. Uh, yeah, that, that makes like sense because it's, it's a D, not an H, right? right. Whatever. But Whatever. Wait, but it's all, they're all cousins. I chemical. took too much of it. So now my brain has holes. So I can't <laughs> fucking say. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like that fucking commercial with uh, Rachel, whatever the hell her name is from the 90s where. You know, if you if you smoke some weed, your brain is going to turn to a crushed egg or whatever. <laughs> the fucking remember oh, those yeah. like this is your brain on drugs commercials. Yeah, well those those didn't have any people. I think that was just a it was just a close up of the pan itself, or maybe no, they were right. Like well, this is campaign. like this is what will happen to your brain if you take drugs. It'll be a that fucking part of it. Yeah, they, they, they showed that. That was that was just such a weird time. <laughs> Growing up in the eighties oh, was man. such a weird thing because they would tell you 
you know, like marijuana is the same as heroin and they would, they would tell us that we're like in fourth grade. So we don't fucking know yet, which is super harmful too, because then when you actually try weed, when you're in high school and you're like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Like it's, I feel fine. Like you're like, Oh, they must have been lying about heroin too. (laughs) Like, you know, then it becomes a gateway drug because of the fucking dare program. Right. Cause they lie to you about the the safe ones. Right. Um, And I remember, I remember when I was, uh, I was a kid, and me and mom and dad went down to Florida for a timeshare around Christmas time. I mean, it doesn't feel like Christmas because you're on the beach in Florida staying at a timeshare. And I could smell people smoking weed in the unit below us because, you know, we got the glass doors open right, right on the deck and whatever. And I didn't really know what it smelled like, but I kind of had a <laughs> like a like I thought that's what it was. Right. Uh-huh. And so I was like, Dad, Mom, they're smoking weed down there are we gonna should we call the police <laughs> you know because i've been drilled into <laughs> right, my head right, this, is, this is like you know federal offense we gotta come stop up here and rip our faces off like they're, they're gonna they might they might overdose we gotta you know and i remember my dad was just like no we don't they're, it's their own business it doesn't bother us it doesn't i'm like but they're druggies they're drug addicts <laughs> and he's, he's just kind of like shook his head like just no it's don't worry about it it's not our it's none of our concern so and that was the first moment i was like eight or nine right. i think that was the first moment where i was like wait a minute like my parents don't seem concerned about this like what's going <laughs> right on? and they didn't they didn't smoke pot themselves or anything like that so it was, I'm sure it was they like had, purely like in school or you know high school or college my mom or said she it was like my mom always gives like the the bullshit you know democrat answer of like well i tried it but i didn't like it uh-huh. and she probably didn't she probably didn't she probably was all like you know got hyper anxious over it and he's like nope, nope i don't like this right it's a lot of people's personalities just, just don't imagine liz warren getting fucking stoned for the first time like what i, I literally like. can't right it just and it, that that's that's what my mom would be like hi yeah. right <laughs> you'd be invited, uh, inviting her husband to come have a beer in, in their own home. <laughs> would you like a beer honey i'm live on tiktok <laughs> thank you for being here or whatever she said to her. yeah i live here Didn't you know that and i love oh Trump. oh that's yeah Trump's tweet afterwards. Was she taking him for being in there? him for being there for it's her own fucking house or whatever he said. It's like preposterous. Oh um, the, yeah. So it's the worst, worst political PR instincts in the world. But oh god. Um, Speaking of bad PR instincts, I did want to mention uh, the person who everyone claims to be the the darling of uh, government mastery and social media. Fucking AOC. Oh like god. for all the shit the right wing gives her. The fucking fake arrest bullshit yesterday stuff was laughably bad. Like, I mean, yeah, she's just <laughs> just fundamentally not a serious person. I mean, I, I I just I watched that shit. So they were all doing a big photo op like protest uh, on the steps of the Capitol or on the steps of in in, in D.C. Uh, and I think it was it was to protest the the overturning of Roe v. Wade, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and you know, it, again, it, people like AOC. Ilhan Omar, politicians, any politicians never face actual consequences that like you or me would face if we were protesting, you know, an injustice like the like Supreme Court fucking overturning 50, 60 years of settled law and criminalizing a fucking healthcare procedure in this country. Um, you know, life life dependent healthcare procedures. So, you know, if we were to be arrested, quote unquote, by Capitol Police, we would have been handcuffed, maybe roughed up, certainly handcuffed and certainly put you know, in a in a in a fucking holding pen or something. You know, they. they oh yeah, we it, we would not have been like when they, gently when they let cuff away. you when they when they're cuffing protesters who they fucking despise. Right, right. 
they take and you even even if you're complying, putting your hands behind your back, they take your wrist and they twist your arm to the point where you can't bear the pain and you flinch. And then they go, stop resisting, and they take you to the ground and fucking hit your head on the ground. Right, because they're grind your cheek into the fucking into the pavement. Like that you gotta be so, I mean, if you and they all do it. It doesn't matter if you're how you know, complacent you are, they will always take your take your wrist and twist your arm to see how far it goes before you'll react to it. Right. And if you get one that doesn't do that, like they must've had a fucking good day that day. <laughs> right. They must've just clocked in like five minutes earlier. They, they right. had to, you know, but, um, right. They just, they just fucking slapped their wife up. So they, they'd gotten it out of their system right before they clocked <laughs> in, you know? Um, but no, so uh. yeah. And, but so, and of course, you know, they, they, they had a big photo op, like, you know, planned arrest, which, you know, I, I think are, mostly kind of stupid anyway i mean people have talked about this in activism circles how it's stupid to like give your information to the police like you shouldn't plan to get arrested for things it's not i mean it's a debate that i see a lot on the left and i kind of agree that it's like i get the idea in principle but i don't know that you should your active goal should be to interact No, you're collaborating with the police if you're collaborating with the police you're not doing anything that challenges the status quo no, it, right? it's and not. You're not bringing you, awareness. How many people get plan plan arrests that nothing fucking you know comes of it other than your name and prints are now in the fucking system, you know? Right, and but, that doesn't yeah. mean you can't have a, a designated liaison, right, to talk to the police if they do approach you with something that is of a public safety matter and not, hey, we're trying to stop you from exercising your first right amendment rights, right? But that does not mean you give them your plans ahead of time that's fucking snitching on yourself yeah, right it's really fucking stupid and unserious so so basically what they did was they you know planned to get arrested and it was so you know passive that they apparently were technically arrested but they were never put in custody and they weren't even put in handcuffs but even though they weren't in handcuffs <laughs> or zip ties AOC and the rest of the squad put their hands behind their backs as though they were handcuffed. Right. So, like, literally, and then whole, and then she forgets at one point and lifts her her fists up in solidarity with people. Like, you I, know. I mean, I honestly think they that you know maybe they didn't know if they would get handcuffed or not, but they said, well, if they don't handcuff us because they know how performative this is, if they don't handcuff us for the photo op, put your hands behind your back anyway. Right. You know, and, just just so it looks like we're under arrest. And if, you watch, if they're just yeah. walking with us. You know, if we're, our hands are at our sides and they're just holding our arm, it doesn't look like we've done anything here. And and if you watch the video, uh, it's it's actually really gross. Like she immediately, when her hands go behind her back, she starts flipping her hair out of her face because she knows, like, oh, okay, well, this is my big moment to get pictures. And right. she's smiling. Like I don't know about you, but I would not be smiling if I was arrested by Capitol Police. Like that's not typically the emotion that you get when you're arrested for something. Even if it's for protests, like you're well, not. She's been in Congress long enough. She's no longer a good actor. <laughs> right. No, it, it's right. She's been around too many bad actors for too long. It's it's wearing off like the, the, the it's not stimulating her, her fucking acting chops anymore. Right. Um, and they immediately had the fundraiser emails ready to go. Right. Just just like the Democrats. So he was, he was arrested at the steps of con- like. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So this was a tweet. Uh, it says Alexander was just arrested by Capitol Police outside the Supreme Court during an abortion rights demonstration. Russia, three dollar contribution to abortion access groups right now to show Congress we stand with AOC and hashtag we won't back down. Right. And there's a little button where you can contribute three dollars. I'm and sure that three dollars will totally somebody, go to independent activists. Well, here, here's where here's oh, where okay, it goes. We got it. So it it. Uh, 
I don't have the, the person who tweeted originally, but basically said just like, you know, here, here she is fundraising immediately off of this fake arrest stunt. And some random account uh, tweeted at this person and said, you do realize this is not asking for campaign donations, right? And so I replied to them. I said, it is a campaign. It's just not her direct reelection campaign, but it's almost certainly a pack for, that will then donate that money to her. And they replied, that may be true. <laughs> <laughs> or even someone even worse. Like this could just be a generic act blue, you know, money gatherer that that gets distributed, quote unquote, evenly. Yeah, it doesn't the say by like for. Nancy Pelosi. Fucking, it doesn't you know. even it, it doesn't even tell you who, who it's actually going right. to. Like, who, who am I actually donating money to? Also, by like, the way, ne- never donate money to Planned Parenthood. Anyone listening? They're not a good organization for, for abor- abortion health. Look for local. Well, groups in your their area. political action committee is not a good organization but the actual planned parenthood no no i, I, right. I, I don't mean to say to. that clinics are you know are not but like the actual organization that fundraises is a terrible fucking uh, oh yeah no they're, like, they're they're awful yeah so i did i did one time make a sizable uh donation to uh not not their political action committee but to the organization itself mm-hmm. uh actually i donated it to a specific clinic too. No, which is fine because, like, that's actually money going to the local right. chapter, like not. Yeah, going and to I insisted that money only go to abortions when I did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do that, um, but I, I, I did make sure it was actual uh, Planned Parenthood that did perform abortions before I donated to them right. because uh, many Planned Parenthoods don't do abortions. That's not like it's always funny because, like, there was there where I grew up, there was a Planned Parenthood that didn't do abortions, but yet the fucking right wingers were out there every day protesting them. It's like, do you see any women coming in out of here for abortions? Like, are you just <laughs> against the idea of women's health care entirely? Don't answer. I know your answer already. Right. What, what are you going in for? Oh, well, I actually have a yeast infection. Well, what the hell are you doing going in there for? Why are you that, going That's in- what God's going to heal you if you deserve it and pray hard. And I'm like, what? That's not how bacteria works, but okay. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking morons absolute morons psychopaths that run our fucking country right well it's just you know they want control over a woman's body and you know if 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 jesus won't take out the sickies then they were meant to be there right right no of course um all right well so before we get out of here let's we had a couple other quick things to get to um yeah yeah yeah. um oh yeah the max boot thing did we mention him already no 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 yes yeah so we mentioned him last week there's so many Matt Walsh's and Max boots out there. So this, he just had, a, we, we were talking about how <coughs> last week with a hypocrite he is. <clears throat> and uh, so this week he had a, uh, opinion, of course, for the Washington post, even though, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, a Washington post columnist was murdered by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. What's his name? Uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who Joe Biden yep. met and fucking glad-handed with this week, despite fist the bumped him. Fist, fist bumped, bumped him. him. Oh yeah, no. Fist bumped him. The the guy who was responsible for the murder and mutilation, the brutal of murder, American Washington Post columnist is Max Boot is fine with his his coworker. He's fine with that. Max Boot opinion. Cut Biden some slack. U.S. presidents <laughs> have to deal with dictators. Really? Because we just got told for the last uh, four years that Biden going to North Korea and ending our longest war Trump, was, yeah. we, you know, fraternizing with dictators. And we gave it away without getting anything in return. You know, uh, it, it's it, so right, that psychotic notion that, hey, this country that we fucking started a war with for no reason and had no business, you know, a country where we killed 25 percent of the population. Right. We got uh, nothing in return. <laughs> 
Yeah. So headline from Max Poot, 2014, 2000, or I'm sorry, November 14, 2019, Trump's corrupted foreign policy, policy coddle the dictator, abuse the ally. So it's just like, whatever, whatever. Words don't mean anything to this guy. And it's so funny, too, because, again, anyone that thinks that Joe Biden is not a raging conservative, Max Boot is one of the most conservative shitbags, you know, pro-military, pro uh, every right wing, you know, policy imaginable pieces of shit in in all of Washington. Um, and he somehow likes Joe Biden's foreign policy, but doesn't like Donald Trump's foreign policy, which should tell you all you need to know about how much of a right wing fucking maniac and ghoul that Joe Biden is. Again, never want to hear for all the, the fucking fascist, racist, bigoted, transphobic shit you can say about Trump. You, you cannot say that Trump's foreign policy was to the right of Joe Biden. No, 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 for sure. It was not. I, I mean, mean they're, they're, they're very, very close was not. in practice. But, you know, I mean, it was like Trump's poli- foreign policy was to, you know, negotiate with the Taliban to get the fuck out of Afghanistan. Joe Biden came in and often said, we're going to do that, but we're going to stay six months longer than the agreed to date that Trump negotiated. Right. So, so that's the difference in their foreign policy. <laughs> right. And right. And of course, we haven't done anything to try to further normalize relations with North Korea since because that's not um, that's that's one of our biggest boogeymen is is North Korea. That's how we're yeah. going to scare people on the West Coast if they don't think that a fucking, you know, a, a nuclear uh, warhead could crash through their 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 picture window, you know, on fucking Lombard Street at any moment. Like if they if they don't have North Korea as a threat. So we can't we certainly can't have that uh, getting being, being gotten rid of. Um, so I had one last thing I want to mention about Biden, and we were, uh, or are, or were, are, I don't know. I haven't followed this really closely, but uh, the largest railroad conductor, operator, engineer union in the country was about to go on strike. I don't even have the name of the union in front of me. I apologize. Uh, we're about to go on strike, and with all the supply chain shortages, uh, you know, we can't let that happen. So Biden signed in an executive order to form a committee to prevent the strike from happening. <laughs> yeah. So Obama calling up the NBA and saying, hey, go back and play some ball. Yeah. Right. So I just want to read just the first two paragraphs of it. I don't even know if it's longer than that, but uh, from the office of Joe Biden for immediate release, July 15, 2022, President Biden signs executive order creating a presidential emergency board. Today, President Biden signed an executive order establishing a presidential emergency board effective July 18, 2022 to help resolve an ongoing dispute between major freight rail carriers and their unions. Keeping supply chains running means um, keeping America's railways running. In making the decision to create the presidential emergency board, the president has considered input from relevant stakeholders. Stakeholders. The president's goal is to make sure America's freight rail system continues to run without disruption, delivering the items that our families, communities, farms, and businesses rely on. Hey, you know what so, would be a way to, to, to end this labor strike without any, any actual disruption? Is like, just give them what they're actually demanding. In terms- I, but, but in that press release, who were the people who were mentioned? The stakeholders, our right, families, the, right, the owner businesses, class, American not, capitalism at not large. Not the actual workers, and no mention of what their grievances are that was going to cause them to go out and strike. Right. So this is the, the most pro-union president we've ever seen. That's what we were told. Even Bernie said that. And he's Ugh. suddenly able to quickly issue an executive order when it comes to trying to stop a strike. 
but he doesn't state any of the goals of the workers or the conditions like uh, working skeleton crews on mile long trains, 12 hour work days for 14 days in a row, massive furloughs. Like this is, there's a reason why they're going to go on strike and he doesn't mention any of that. They don't exist. It, it, a, a per, a one, one or two people can run a mile long freight train, right? Like that seems, that seems well, reasonable. Th- these, they're putting trains together that are 10 miles long Jesus and they want, Christ. they want one person to operate it. They're supposed to have two, but they don't want to pay them enough. So they have staffing shortages. So they want a, a single person to be responsible for miles. Even imagine two, miles imagine two people responsible for 10 miles. People don't understand, can't conceptually even think about you you literally you you know how high up you'd have to be to see the beginning and end of a 10 mile long train significantly fucking high <laughs> it's you know i mean to, to move a train that that long you have to have multiple uh locomotive locomotive there you go i was gonna say engines i'm like it's not, it's not an engine it's a locomotive so you have to have multiple ones right but once you link them all up you can control multiple locomotives with one control panel right Right. but that's still it's like if you have a train that long you need to have somebody at the front and the back right and they want that guy doesn't have a a fucking stroke or anything because gee that would be a real or just i don't know get tired fall asleep (laughs) right because it's a fucking boring ass job that's really important right right you know or or, you know if there's an obstruction on the track you know how long it takes to stop a train that long it's over a mile actually for a train that big probably significantly more than a mile yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously they're not running 10 mile long trains through urban neighborhoods. That would be, you know, cross country trains uh, where they don't have to cross streets very often. But I mean, it's it, still it's the same thing with with ships. They're trying to make bigger and bigger ships that can't even fit in the ports or, <laughs> right. you know, if they if you know, the, or they want to, you know, dredge the <laughs> dredge the ports deeper to fit bigger ships. I mean, that's basically the plot the of The Wire fu- season two. <laughs> well, or the funniest fucking thing ever where Jeff Bezos has a ship built in a fucking shipyard without any plan for getting out other than I'm so fucking rich, I will get them to rebuild the centuries old, you know, monument <laughs> bridge and tear it down. And then right, they're and like, they're yeah, so, no, we're not so going to do that, you fucking prick. Or they're so big, they get stuck in the Suez Canal and shut down the entire global economy (laughs) for a week. Or that too. And and a picture where there was like one single steam shovel trying to dig out the ship that's the size of the Empire State Building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. And and then, you know, or they're so big that, you know, if you get like this BMW container ship with like 3,500 BMWs went up in flames and it's like the, the ship's so big, they can't put the fire out. You know, it's just, it's like, it's, it's insane. Like what, you know, I like what, not at all a sign of society completely collapsing in, in, in and on itself. This, like, this. Why do you have to ship cars around the world? Like if you need a car, just buy one built in your country. Yeah. You ever see like, a car I, in fucking Cuba? It's from like the 1950s. Like, they're all driving cars yeah. from the, I mean, that's also because of our fucking embargo, but still, I mean, they, they get by on. Right. Cars that have well, literally been there for over half a century. They built cars that you could repair back then. Nowadays, it's like it's, That's you know, it's like your, your right. iPhone is designed to work for five years and then self-destruct. Right, right. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, the, the entire global, like the idea that we're like shipping half the goods of the world over the oceans to another country that could make it on their own. It's, it's just, I mean, you want to talk about a climate bomb right there, right? The, the, the. You know, the people that are railing against globalism, that, that this isn't the globalism that they're railing against. But this is really what globalism is, is shipping crap all over the world for profit when it could easily be made to the place that you're shipping it to. 
Right. Or like, I I forget that meme, but like those uh, on those, that those pre-packed, like, like fruit cups where they're like, oh, well, the fruit is picked in South America and then it's, you know, packaged in Costa Rica. Right. And then it's sent back to America. (laughs) It's like, oh, surely this is the most efficient way of uh, of, of giving. And it's purely to to get the, the cheapest product in the world, ship it to where the cheapest labor is in the world and then sell it where it's going to be the most expensive in the world. Right. That's all it is. There are many millions of gallons of fuel are burned up in that process just to get billions. Bill- yeah, no, Hundreds I mean, honestly, it, it's, it's obscene. It's absolutely yeah. obscene. And that's why we're headed for a complete fucking yeah. climate catastrophe. And Joe Biden but hey, is Laura Lightfoot's know, bringing NASCAR to Chicago. Thank God we have something to look forward to. God damn. All right. Well, on that note, I think we, <laughs> It's been a great episode, everybody. Thank you. It has been. So, yeah, uh, that that, that does it for us this week. Uh, If you want to support the show, rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, And I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 